Hank, you got the numbers for the podcast? Oh, thanks. Oh, let's see here. All right. Fantasy Sports. Number 86. It's a mom and pop shop podcast. That's pretty good. Uh, global. Yeah, well, that is what it is for all. Uh, let's see. U.S. Eh, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, sports. Okay. All right. Yeah. U.S. Sports. Not bad. Within the top 1,000. I'm all right with that. France. This can't. This. Hank, this isn't right, is it? This number is fucking correct. 4,569th fucking podcast in France. That's bullshit, Hank. You need to get out there and start fucking jerking somebody off. These numbers need to fucking come up. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you today by, oh, we got here, Culver's, yeah, fat kids love Culver's, actually, they're not really a sponsor, but that is what I had for dinner today. How is everybody doing? I'm doing fantastic. I had a very nice, easy day at work. Oh, it was nice to get home. Earlier afternoon, fucking relax. It's what everybody should be doing, right? Nice, nice, easy days. No fucking around. Don't worry about no fucking COVID. All that shit. Oh, my God. Oh, where are we? Where are we? Oh, yeah, that's right. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And for the time being, over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, I got a video that's swirling around, but I haven't posted it yet because I don't know if I want to piss everybody off. kind of do. kind of really do. I, I just hate fucking Facebook. But I don't know if I'm going to lose my fucking messenger. That's the only problem. I kind of like my messenger. I got to annoy the shit out of people with fucking random TikToks and shit, so... Oh my god, today we are in the NFC East. We're going to do the AFC East tomorrow. So, but we'll take care of this shit show first, and then we'll take care of that shit show tomorrow. Uh, we're going to get going here without any hesitation. Uh, try to keep this one under an hour at, or at an hour at the very most, unlike yesterday's podcast. Uh, I do apologize for that, but that had a rant included in it, so, well rant and shit moving about in my head uh but here we go nfc east we're going to start with the dallas cowboys and the dallas cowboys offense uh everybody's stayed the same as far as the coaching is concerned uh quarterback deck prescott still a free agent uh expected to probably get franchise tag again if not a long-term contract uh which is good he'll come back from that broken ankle uh andy dalton his backup is a free agent uh, would actually like to see them re-sign him, <clears throat> but I don't know uh, how much that's really going to cost to keep him there. Uh, not too, I'm not too infatuated with Garrett Gilbert. Never have been. Uh, ben DiNucci, no. We, we've talked about Ben DiNucci. He's terrible. He's absolutely terrible, and he rated out terrible as well. Uh, at fullback, we will see Jameez Olawale. Come back. He was a COVID opt out from last year. Uh, you know whether they actually keep him. They weren't really utilizing a fullback too much. Uh, they did mix in um, Rico Dottle every once in a while uh, at fullback. But uh, and uh, uh, shit, who else? Uh, they actually had Sean McKeon was um, every once in a while was lining up at fullback as well as Blake Bell, uh, the tight end. So. 
And that's kind of been a common theme within the NFL is moving that tight end into that fullback spot, uh, having a little bit more reliable pass catcher. So running back, we've got Ezekiel Elliott back, uh, another year older, definitely not deeper in debt considering the contract that he signed before last season. But um, hoping for a bounce back with him. Now, I would like to see that uh, they do a little bit of work on the offensive line. He actually didn't have that bad of a season from a fantasy perspective. He was an RB1 still, uh, but from where you were drafting him, you know, third, fourth overall up in there was really kind of a disappointment. Uh, Tony Pollard looked good when he was in there. That's Zeke, uh, Zeke's backup. was actually rated better than Zeke Elliott was from last season. Uh, and it definitely showed on the field. Showed a little bit more burst in the running game and, you know, the ability to catch passes as well, and he had that nice little burst out in the open. Uh, looked really good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I think Pollard becomes a free agent after this year, so it'll be kind of intriguing to see if they keep him or if he moves on to another team. Still a little young guy, so he's good. Uh, Rico Dottle, kind of like him he's okay, nothing really special. And then you got Sewo Olinillier. That's actually how it's spelled, Olinillier. So didn't see any action. Uh, was on the practice squad most of the year, but didn't wasn't signed to a future reserve contract. He's actually had a couple-year contract already. So, uh, But nothing, no real factor there beyond uh, Pollard in my mind. Oh, let's go to the wide receivers. Or are we going to do No, let's do tight ends first. Uh, Blake Jarwin will be back from injury from last season. Uh, it was rated below average. Uh, Dalton Schultz actually did fill in and filled in admirably. Um, a lot of people jumping on the Blake Jarwin bandwagon again for this upcoming year. And I get it. He's talented. He's a better pass catcher probably than Dalton Schultz. But... Let's look pretty decent, and they spent a pretty decent pick on him. Um, Dalton Schultz would be the tight end that the that uh, Dallas picked over uh, Dallas Goddard, who everybody thought was going to go there uh, since he was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan growing up in the area. So um, they spent a high draft pick on Dalton Schultz. I don't know why Dalton Schultz would not be uh, your starting tight end. So that kind of remains to be seen. I'm I'm pumping the brakes on the Blake Jarwin train on there again. Uh, we did it last year, and I believe the year before it was basically the uh, saying was "fuck Blake Jarwin." Uh, I'm gonna probably say "fuck Blake Jarwin" again this year. So, uh, but we'll see what happens if we get OTAs, uh, preseason camp, and all that. So, uh, Blake Bell. <clears throat> Uh, backup tight end. He's hitting the free agent market. They doubt they resign him. Uh, Sean McKeon is available. He rated out as average. And then they have Cole Hicatini. He's going to be, uh, he signed a future reserve contract. So practice squad player. Nothing big there. Wide receivers. Uh, you're going to have Amari Cooper uh, back, of course. Um, Amari Cooper, you're going to be able to get, if you're doing best ball drafts right now, you're going to be able to get him really cheap. Uh, late third, maybe even fourth round um, in your best ball draft. So, and I really, really like that, especially since you know we're expecting Dak Prescott to get re-signed here. There's no, you know, there was that whole thing where they were talking about that Dallas Cowboys could trade for Russell Wilson. Uh, that was never true uh, to begin with. That was a stupid fucking rumor. Uh, I shot that down pretty much right away. Um, but. Uh, Wide receiver core is pretty much going to be the same with Amari Cooper on the one side. Uh, on the other side, you'll see Michael Gallup. <clears throat> uh, did okay, rated above average. Um, was all right when Andy Dalton was looking for him. Was not really targeted all that greatly uh, when Dak Prescott was there. Uh, Prescott preferred Cooper um, and C.D. Lamb a little bit more than Michael Gallup. So that's... I. <sighs> This is going to be this is Michael Gallup's walk year. He hits free agency after 2021, so it'll be interesting to see what goes on here. Um, Michael Gallup, you know, 
tenth, tenth round later, um, as kind of a pickup. Yeah, I mean he's going to be the cheapest wide receiver in any draft that you're gonna you're gonna be involved in, uh, because there's a lot of attraction towards CD Lamb in his second year playing a lot of slot. Um, like I said last year, before you know going into that year, you're gonna see a lot of switching between Amari Cooper. And C.D. Lamb, when they go three wide, they're going to switch in and out between the slot position and the outside. So C.D. Lamb is very much in play. Um, you'll get him a little bit cheaper than Amari Cooper, but not by much. Um, C.D. Lamb's getting drafted right now kind of right around where Cooper is, just a couple picks right behind him. So um, once we get the actual NFL draft stuff all done at the end of April, uh, beginning of May, we'll start doing the um, uh, Jesus, the ADP chart. Uh, start doing that again. That'll be updated week by week. So um, it'll be interesting to see where these uh, Cowboy wide receivers end up. Uh, Cedric Wilson backing up Michael Gallup again. Uh, you got John Via Via Johnson and Chris Lacey as future reserve guys on the other side behind Amari Cooper. Uh, Noah Brown is going to hit free agency unless they actually resign him to, you know, basically a bare minimum contract. Uh, Steven Goodry uh, was a COVID opt-out guy. He'll be back. And then you'll have Aaron Parker as another future reserve. Uh, Malik Turner also makes his return, but he's a pretty average wide receiver. Offensive line, let's work from the left side to the right as we usually do. Uh, we'll take care of the backups as we go here. Uh, Tyron Smith at left tackle, graded above, you know, above average. Uh, his backups and Brandon Knight below average. Greg Sennett, uh was an average left tackle. Uh, future reserve Isaac Alarcon is slotted in right now uh, in there. Future reserve guy uh, Connor Williams be the right guard. He was slightly above rated slightly above average. Connor McGovern backing him up uh, was actually a pretty decent. Uh, back up sliding in uh, when pretty much when Zach Martin got hurt, uh, he was sliding in over on the right side. Um, so Connor McGovern, very good uh, backup swing tackle type guy, uh, can play both sides of the field. Uh, Adam Redman, uh, future reserve guard, and then we move on to center. You got they had they, our lads had. Joe Looney lined up as the starter at center. Uh, he's going to be hitting free agency. I doubt he is going to be a starter if he's even on the team at all. Uh, I have a real hard time with uh, Tyler's name. Uh, Tyler. Uh, Bia- <laughs> oh, I'm tired too. Uh, Biadas. Oh, God. Paul's yelling at me right now. Tyler, Tyler Biadas. Oh, fuck him. Fuck him. It's Tyler. He's from UW. Uh, rate is slightly below average, but uh, that was his rookie year. I expect him to actually uh, get better for his year two season. Like I said, Joe Looney probably going to hit free agency. Doubt he resigns. Marcus Henry, uh, future reserve center. Zach Martin should return at right guard. Uh, when he was on the field, he was playing at an elite at the elite level. Uh, Connor McGovern, like I said, he'll play, he can play both guard positions. Uh, and then backed up also by Mitch Hyatt, who spent most of his time on the practice squad. Uh, Lyle Collins uh, should make his return at right tackle. He was injured before the season even started. Cameron Irvin uh, spent most of his time at right tackle, but he's hitting free agency. They would actually be smart to re-sign him. Uh, even though he returned as an average rating. Um, but if Lyle Collins goes down again, um, at least they have some kind of a backup plan uh, behind both of them. Then you have Terrence Steele, uh, rated slightly below average. Eric Smith and William Sweet are the future reserved tackles. Uh, kicker Greg Zerline rated out really well. Had a rough start to the season, but picked it up as we, as we went along. Uh, so they are set at their place kicker. Uh, we got a new defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn, uh, the former Atlanta Falcons head coach. Uh, should be very good. Should ha- have a little bit more simpler 
defensive scheme for these for this team, uh, which is going to be very good. Uh, right now, I have them lined up as a four three defense. We're going to start from left to right. We basically weak side to strong side. Uh, Dn Tyrone Crawford, uh, the starter, is hitting free agency. Uh, he got rated slightly below average. Uh, behind him, Dorrance Armstrong and Rondell Carter. I like Carter a little bit. I wouldn't mind seeing him actually get a shot. Uh, but on the other side, there's actually a better guy uh, that could slot in over on that weak side. At D-tackle, you have Tristan Hill. Whoo, whoo, did he have a bad year. Uh, backed up by Antoine Woods, who rated as average, and then future reserve in Walter Palmore. Uh, Neville, Neville Gallimore is going to be our other D tackle, starting D tackle rated slightly below average. Uh, his backup Eli Ankow is going to hit free agency. And then you have Justin Hamilton, both rated, uh, below average. The <clears throat> defensive end on the strong side, you're going to have Demarcus Lawrence and his backup is Bradley Ane. Uh, Ane could actually be the guy who, Takes over uh, opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. He got rated pretty well um, when he was on the field, so I wouldn't be surprised if they might take a shot just to save a little bit of payroll and move him over to the other side. But this is the Cowboys. They like to kind of make some splashes every once in a while, um, but they'd be wise just to kind of not fuck around, uh, let the defense kind of be where it is uh, with an offense that's actually as potent as what it is. Linebackers were starting on the weak side. Jalen Smith rated slightly below average. His backup, Joe Thomas, is hitting free agency. Luke Gifford, average outside linebacker. And then Azur Kamara, who was um, on the practice squad, didn't get any uh, real opportunity on the active roster. Right in the middle, you're going to have Leighton Vander Esch. Vander Esch, man, as a rookie, he was really, really good. And then all of a sudden, these last two years, he's just he's just been slipping and slipping. Uh, Sean Lee, I think this is finally, he's hitting free agency. I think this is the year they finally just say, fuck you, Sean Lee, get the fuck out of here. And they would really be wise to because uh, he's getting wor- he's getting even more worse than Vander Esch has been. Uh, just getting older, getting slower, can't really do it anymore. Uh, Justin March Hillard is also hitting free agency. He was injured last year, so he uh, does not have any rating. And then you have Francis Bernard, who is actually a, uh, above average backup. Alden Smith at the strong side linebacker spot. Uh, they'd be kind of wise to really resign him, uh, just based on the fact that not only did he play extremely well last year, uh, but his backup in Randy Gregory, who will also see time, you know, at defensive end and at linebacker, uh, you know, Randy Gregory, can the Cowboys trust him to stay out of trouble and stay on the field? That's a real question. So to cover your ass, you re-sign Eldon Smith. At safeties, we'll start at free safety. Xavier Woods is hitting free agency. Rated slightly above average. Uh, his backup, Reggie Robinson, didn't see any time there. Um, Xavier Woods, I like him. He's good. He's just not great. He's nothing special. Uh, that might be some place that they look uh, during the draft. Donovan Wilson at the strong safety spot, rated pretty well. Uh, backed, up, backed up by Darian Thompson, below average backup. Uh, Stephen Parker, Slightly above average. The corners. We have Trayvon Diggs, who is actually rated slightly above average. I like Trayvon Diggs. It was a high draft, higher draft pick. Uh, it'd be wise to keep him there. And his backup is Anthony Brown, who actually was the former starter. Um, rated slightly below average, but if they can have a decent pass rush, Anthony Brown is fine. Uh, Deontay Burton backing them up slightly above average. And then you got Keeman Hall and Sivon Smith as future reserve corners. On the other side, you have Chidobi Awuzie. He's hitting free agency. He's really slipped from where he was. He was a real kind of lockdown corner uh, a couple of years ago, but he has really, really fallen off the rails. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if it had anything to do with the pass rush, uh, just the scheme itself. This is pretty much up in the air whether or not they're going to re-sign him. Now, I think somebody in free agency is actually going to pay for him, not like an exorbitant amount of money, but they might outpay uh, Dallas for that for for his services. Um, it would not surprise me. So, you know, couple, like I said, it's not going to be a huge contract, but it'll be, you know, a million or two probably above what the Dallas is willing to pay. Maurice Kennedy is a uh, COVID reserve opt-out uh, corner. He's going to be back this year. Um, they may just go with Kennedy at that spot, or they do have the option of moving Trayvon Diggs to the other side, Anthony Brown on the other side since they already have him, and you're not going to be paying any more in, in contracts. So it's going to be kind of interesting there. We have two more. Uh, backups here in Rashad Robinson, and then you have C.J. Goodwin, who is going to hit free agency, both rated slightly above average. Jordan Lewis, uh, also a free agent. That was their slot corner, so they really need to do some work here in the secondary uh, and definitely take a look at uh, their linebacking core, um, whether or not they you know, want to bring in some backups, man, either through free agency or through the draft. It's going to be kind of interesting. But like I said, it, as long as they have that you know, potent offense, they're going to be fine. Uh, playoff Super Bowl worthy, that kind of remains to be seen just based on you know what they do for the year. Uh, offensive free agents then, we have six. Defensive free agents, 10 for a total of 16. They are slightly below uh, $28 million in available cap space. As of Sunday, as of Sunday, okay? So if you double-check this and spot track, um, it might be a little, you know, a little different, but it's only going to be, you know, fractions of dollars. So otherwise pretty accurate. Moving on to New York Giants, head coach John or John Judge, Joe Judge, and uh, Jason Garrett returns as the offensive coordinator here. Starting at quarterback, you're going to have Daniel Jones, who actually rated out pretty decent. Uh, when you get to dark green, that, of course, is right under the blue tier. So uh, he's a high-end good player. Uh, he did he did show at times what the New York Giants were expecting out of him, but he still way too many errors. I'm actually really kind of surprised that he rated out nearly that well. Uh, Colt McCoy is going to be his primary backup, <clears throat> not hitting free agency, which I'm kind of surprised. That I thought he was actually going to be a free agent this year, but I guess not. Uh, they did have uh, Alex Tanney, their backup corner quarterback. He retired, um, and then they have two future reserves in Joe Webb. Oh, my God, how long can he stay in the league? And Clayton Thorson. Both of them, woof, woof, woof. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually brought somebody in there, but it depends. They're kind of cap tight at, tight right now. Elijah Penny will return as the fullback unless he gets cut. He is rated slightly above average. Uh, regular running backs, the halfback. Saquon Barkley, of course, returning, uh, rated slightly above average. Did not have a good year up until the point that he got hurt. Um, but that had a little bit more to do with the offensive line than it really did with Barkley in it himself. So, uh, but he does, he is still showing some of the traits that I was talking about, um, when he got drafted where he's kind of, where he was real kind of tentative in the hole, um, his offensive line wasn't all that great in Penn State. It's kind of similar to what he was dealing with last year. Um, he's very tentative, you know, to the hole. Once he gets, if he's able to get out in there past the first level, he's fine. Or if he can get to the outside in space, he's fine. Um, but I do still have some concerns with him, but overall, um, if you're telling me that they're going to work on this offensive line, make that a lot better. I, I'm i not going to pass on Barkley if he's available. Uh, right now, I believe he's going right about the middle of the first round. But that could change uh, depending upon what happens, you know, this offseason. Uh, Wayne Gallman, 
Dion Lewis and Alfred Morris are all free agents. Uh, Wayne Gallman actually did a pretty fucking good job in uh, Barkley's absence. Uh, Dion Lewis really just needs to not get signed by anybody. And I swear to God, quit fucking signing Alfred Morris. He's done. He looks terrible when he's on the field. Future reserve guys, Taquan Mizell, who used to be with the Chicago Bears, and Jordan Chun. Jordan Chun. Jordan Dunn. All right. Tight ends. Evan Ingram returning slightly above average. That's your pro bowler. That's your fucking pro bowler. The guy who scored what? One fucking touchdown? Yeah, that great. Great. Evan Ingram looked. Oh, God. I had him on one team. And I wanted to cut him every week, but there was no other fucking tight ends out there. Uh, backed up by Levine Tololo, who, as usual, rates average every fucking year. Caden Smith, a uh, little bit more capable pass catcher than Toyola showed. Uh, he was also rated uh, above average. Caden uh, Smith really could use a shot, but I doubt they're going to do anything with that. Uh, future reserve tight ends, you got Nate Whiteling, Ryzen John, and Nakia Griffin Stewart. All future reserve tight ends. I can't believe they got that many tight ends, man. It's like the fucking Bears all over again. All right. Wide receivers. Got Darius Slayton hoping for a bounce back year. Uh, I think the the whole COVID thing, uh, no practicing and whatnot, I think that really hurt Slayton. Uh, Trying to get the timing down with Daniel Jones. Uh, really affected him. Sterling Shepard did not have a bad year, though. Uh, Best-rated wide receiver on the team. Uh, He would start opposite of Slayton. Uh, Golden Tate, if they don't cut him, Tate could get cut. But Tate is going to be just a slot receiver if he does return. Otherwise, they can cut Tate. They can move Dante Pettis actually into the slot. Pettis actually showed a small rapport. Uh, with Daniel Jones at the end of the year. So uh, other returning wide receivers, David Sills, the fifth, blah, Austin Mack, he can play slot too. Uh, Alex Bachman, future reserve guy, uh, he got on the field, but, you know, one or two plays, so we're not going to really worry about him. Cody Core, uh, who didn't even make it to the season before he got hurt. Uh, C.J. Board was kind of a little pleasant surprise, rated uh, slightly above average. Um, and then you're going to have Damari Scott, who is a COVID out, opt-out. He'll return this year. And then you have Derek Dillon, future reserve contract. Not really expecting anything there. Uh, moving on to the offensive line. Again, work left to right. Uh, Nate Solder will be, should be back. He was a COVID out, opt-out. That I really should have taken into account with Saquon Barkley. It uh, really did uh, affect this offensive line. Just It was just fucking disaster from the left side um just absolutely terrible um that was weird i'll explain it in a minute what i was looking at uh back up jackson barton uh it was more of a practice squad guy um than anything but didn't see any snaps kenny wiggins future reserve contract uh at offensive tackle it's actually their only future reserve offensive tackle uh, left guard, you got Will Hernandez, who showed promises rookie year, but he's really kind of, it's not as bad as Cincinnati, you know, Billy Price, but uh, Will Hernandez is, he just hasn't, there's just nothing there. I mean, he's just so fucking average, and he was like a first-round pick, so it's like, come on, man. Like, you got to play a lot fucking better than that, and I, and. Maybe he does with Solderback. I mean, that's a big hit. I mean, you can't just, you know, be fucking around having, like, Shane Lemieux over there and shit and Cameron Fleming over there. And that was what I was kind of looking at. I did a double take because you have Cameron Irvin uh, backup tackle for Dallas, and then I saw Cameron Fleming. I'm like, did I fuck that up? And I was like, oh, no, it's just two guys named Cameron. Uh, Nick Gates at center, at very average, uh, backed up by Spencer Pulley. Uh, no significance. Kevin Zeitler, very stable. 
above average right guard, uh, backed up by Kyle Murphy and Chad Slade, who is the future reserve, the only future reserve guard that they have. Uh, Andrew Thomas played slightly above average, um, so not too bad for his rookie year. Um, he actually kind of led the way when Wayne Gallman was kind of going off. They were using that right side a hell of a lot. So very good run blocker. Um, backed up again, you know, uh, Cam- by Cameron Fleming, but he is a free agent. Uh, they'd be wise to keep him uh, just so they have some somebody stable in case Thomas or Solder uh, either get hurt. Who knows? Maybe Solder fucking retires, for Christ's sakes. Uh, last but certainly not least, then you got Matt Pert as the <coughs> pardon me ultimate third string backup uh, for both sides. Graham Gano should return as a kicker. Uh, former uh, Carolina Panther Graham Gano uh, actually did really well. He got rated really well, so they don't have to worry about him. Shouldn't have to worry about punter either. You'd have Riley Dixon over there. Uh, we got our three, four New York Giants defense, which is great. Um, let's take a look at the defensive line. Defensive line, very, very good. Uh, working from weak to strong side. You got Dexter Lawrence rated really well. Uh, RJ Mac- McIntosh, I believe that's Rocky McIntosh, isn't it? Uh, not sure. Um, Nico Lalos. Uh, behind him, and then Breland Speaks, uh, future reserve guy. Uh, he, the other two spots along the defensive line they really have to take care of because you have Delvin Tomlinson as a free agent at the nose tackle position, and Austin Johnson behind him, also a free agent. Uh, they'd be wise to bring Tomlinson back. They'd also be wise, if they can, to bring Leonard Williams back at the other D-tackle slash D-end spot. Uh, that was their pro bowler guy. Uh, backup BJ Hill cannot fill that void at all. Uh, David Moa, uh, future reserve D tackle there. Uh, linebackers played actually really, really well. Uh, but, uh, they do have a free agent issue on the weak side linebacker spot in Jabal Shepard, uh, who rated above average Kyler Fackrell behind him, the former Packer. Uh, actually played better for him, so he's a dirty cocksucker. Um, free agent. I don't know if they'll re-sign him, though. Uh, behind him, Trent Harris, uh, below average, uh, backup future reserve. Inside linebacker, you have Lorenzo Carter, very good linebacker. He's rated slightly above average, but I like Lorenzo Carter. He's good, good linebacker. Uh, Devontae Downs behind him, slightly below average. T.J. Brunson, who will never see a fucking starting spot, uh, rated at average. Cale Garrett is the only future reserve inside linebacker that they have on the team. Uh, so they're pretty deep. They're they're deep at the linebacker position because you also have at inside linebacker. You have Blake Martinez, who played really, really well. I was really happy to see um, his play for the team. Although, like I said, former Packer, I wish he would have played a lot fucking better when he was with the Packers because, god damn it, I love Blake Martinez. Big tackling machine, very good player. Uh, Tay Crowder, his backup, is not a good player at all. Uh, David Mayo, uh, below average. There's no, no wonder. I mean, David Mayo used to be a starter. can't remember who the fuck he started for. Um could have been Cincinnati, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, O'Shane, e, O'Shane, O'Shane, I gotta say this fucking name. O'Shane Zimmies, Zimmies, uh, at outside, at strong side linebacker. This rate is slightly above average. Um, very stable, very stable linebacker. His backups, though, and Cam Brown and Carton, Carter Coughlin. Nah, 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 brah. Below average. Logan Ryan is your starter at free safety for right now, backed up by Xavier McKinney. Uh, Xavier McKinney could actually see some slot work, I think, from time to time. Uh, Julian Love then brings up the rear 
uh, an average player, average backup. Strong safety will should see some Jabril Peppers back this season. Uh, both his backups and Nate Ebner and Adrian Colbert are hitting free agency. Uh, Colbert, I would like to see them kind of resign as a backup. Nate Ebner can fucking go. He can go pound sand for all I give a shit. Uh, let's go to the uh, cornerback positions. Uh, James Bradbury, as good as advertised. Uh, most of that had to do with the strong push up front, the good linebacker play. James Bradbury was a very nice uh, bounce back season. Uh, we kind of called that, though, when he left Carolina. So, uh, at least in the SI chats, I can tell you that. Uh, Sam Beal will be back, uh, backup corner. Uh, he did the COVID opt-out. And then you also have Jaron Williams and Montre Hartage as the future reserve guys at corner back there. Isaac Yadam penciled in. Average starter on the opposite side, backed up by Madri Harper and Ryan Lewis, both under uh, below average uh, backups. There, Quincy Wilson uh, would be the future, another future reserve corner, and then you'd have Darnay Holmes. They, that, this is why I think that Xavier McKinney could actually go into the slot because Darnay Holmes is a below average corner. Um, they really need to improve on the other parts of the secondary. Um, but they got to figure out a way to really keep it up because, I mean, that defense played really, really well. It got better as the season went on. Uh started kind of failing a little bit, but uh, definitely, definitely uh, was impressed with uh, what defensive coordinator Patrick Graham brought to the table here. Five offensive free agents, seven on the defensive side for a total of 12. They are slightly below $8 million in cap space available. Uh, so they need to rework some contracts. They need to get some shit in gear because if Daniel Jones ends up having a good year, like let's say this offense is really good, they're going to need to pay that guy. You need to figure out where your fucking money's all going here. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely need to get that fixed. All right, who we got next? Oh, it's Philadelphia. Carson Wentz's old team. Who's there now? Mr. Jalen Hurts just basically handed the keys. Yeah, but I, you know, I kind of wanted to say he's handed the keys to the Ferrari, but this this is not a Ferrari right now. So, head coach Nick Sirianni coming in from the Indianapolis Colts, um, offensive coordinator, very run heavy, uh, uh, play action pass type guy. Should do well if they can get the right. Uh, Grouping in here, they got to fix the offensive line for offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Um, so that would be like the first place that they'll probably attack here. Uh, come either free agency or probably the draft because they really are capped right now um, because they paid a lot of that Carson Wentz contract uh, with him going to Indianapolis. So, quarterback, of course, like I said, Jalen Hurts, his backup, Nate Sudfeld, who <laughs> is absolutely terrible, uh, hitting free agency, and then you got Khalil Tate as a future reserve quarterback. So I wouldn't, I would not have it out of the possibility that they draft another quarterback, um, at least somebody to possibly uh, compete, maybe not this year, but next year. Um, and then they either bring Sudfeld back or – you're going to see him uh, hit somebody in free agency. But my bet is that Sudfeld's probably going to be back. Um, actually, I take that back. You know who could be there um, and might sign on the cheap is actually, now that I think about it, Jacoby Brissett might actually come in from Indianapolis. And it would make sense because he actually worked under Sirianni. And he can uh, he can help uh, Jalen Hurts kind of get him get him into the groove here. So, huh. well, we'll get to the salary cap anyway. Choi, we'll talk about that. Uh, running backs: uh, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement hits free agency again. I think he's gone. I think he's done. Uh, they do have Jason Huntley, who was with Detroit, and everybody. I God, I specifically fucking remember. Everybody's like, "What's Jason Huntley?" 
watch Jason Huntley. I'm like, Jason Huntley fucking sucks. What do you want? And he does. He He's not very good. And they're just like, no, Jason Huntley, he could be in the mix for the running back, for the starting running back spot in Detroit if, uh, if uh, uh, Swift gets hurt. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You guys are all stupid. Elijah Holyfield, future reserve running back there. Oh, where we go? We go tight end. Zach Ertz, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they said that they were getting ready to let him go. Um, One moment, please. That came out this morning, I think. Yeah, there was a trade projections, but I swear I heard something. Can't remember where it was. Probably it was somewhere on Sirius. That uh, they probably are going to cut him. They didn't really have any suitors. <laughs> What's this asshole saying? One option that comes to mind is is Washington. Get the fuck out of there. They're not trained for fucking Zach Ertz. Um, but more than likely, what we're going to see is Dallas Goddard take over the starting uh, tight end role. Uh, the only other problem would be who's going to be the other second tight end because really, um, outside of, say, Jason Kroom, who's rated well, but, I mean, he only played a couple of plays, um, they're only going to really have Tyree Jackson as a future reserve guy and Caleb Wilson now, Tyree Jackson could possibly make the team as a backup, but that really, I, I don't see the, I don't see Philly being able to do the rotation that Indianapolis was able to do last year with the three guys and Mo Alley Cox, um, God, Mo Alley Cox, Jack Doyle, and. Uh, Name is on the tip of my tongue. You guys know who I'm talking about. The guy who actually was in Philadelphia before. Um, I don't see them being able to have an, a rotation like that. So it's really going to be probably 11 personnel, one tight end uh, for the most part, with Dallas Goddard leading the way by far. Uh, free agents at tight end. You got Richard Rogers or Dick Rogers. He's going to be a free agent. So is Joshua Perkins who never saw the field. Wide receivers is going to be kind of a shit show to try and figure out. Now, I still have Alshon Jeffrey in there because it has not officially happened that they've dropped him. But that's in the works. I got to check to see if they need to wait until the new year's the new uh the new year starts or not. Uh but they will we should see Marquise Goodwin uh, who was a COVID opt-out, he should return, um, which would make sense why you would get rid of Jeffrey, save the contract on there. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Marquise Goodwin. Uh, him and his wife just had recently had a new baby before the whole COVID thing. That's why he didn't want to bring it anywhere around his family. Uh, he's a really good dude. I respect that. Um, Quez, uh, Quez Watkins... Uh, showed really good rapport with Jalen Hurts last couple of games of the year. Uh, so we'll see if he can continue to grow. Uh, Deontay Burnett and Hakeem Butler are both future reserve. Uh, I'm trying to remember where Burnett played. No, Burnett was was an eagle. Uh, Hakeem Butler was a cardinal, if I'm not mistaken. They picked him up off waivers. Uh, on the other side right now, we have Travis Fulgham. Uh, the guy that nobody wanted. Uh, John Hightower. Uh, Fulgham actually rated out uh, pretty decently. Uh, he's slightly above the above average area. Um, worked out pretty well, but he faded really pretty much down the stretch, and he did not have that great of a rapport with Jalen Hurts when he came out of the field. Uh, that happened to be, you know, Quez Watkins uh, and Greg Ward for the most part. Uh, John Hightower should back up Fulgham. You know, for now. And then behind both of them, J.J. Arthega, Whiteside. Good Lord. They'll probably end up cutting him. 
and saving something there. Uh, slot for right now, I have Jalen Rager in there. Uh, rated slightly above average. Greg Ward backing him up. Average rating overall. Offensive line, Andre Dillard, who got hurt at the beginning of the year. I uh, have slated in at the left tackle position. Jason Peters is going to hit free agency, probably gone. Uh, probably going to retire. And then Brett Toth as a backup to both of them. At right tackle, or uh, left tackle, my bad, Isaac uh, Siumalo. He actually didn't play too bad. Uh, did only rate slightly above average. And then Matt Pryor, his backup as average. Uh, Jason Kelsey is pretty damn stable at center. Uh, backed up by Luke Jariga and Ross Pierschbacher. Uh, they're pretty much irrelevant. Jason Kelsey, you know, continues to stay on the field. Now, there was a rumor, I think, that Jason Kelsey was thinking about retiring. Uh, I don't know how much that one was true. So I'm uh, trying not to talk out of my ass on that, but I did hear that. Uh, Brandon Brooks should be back at right guard. Um, injured right at the beginning, right at the fucking beginning, right before they were going to get ready to, for the regular season. Uh, backing him up, Nate Herbig and Ias Opeta. Right tackle will be Lane Johnson, rated uh, pretty decently. Jack Driscoll is the backup there, and Jordan Mailata. Uh, backup, and Malata. Um, was actually rated right right about where Lane Johnson was. Um, a lot of can actually play both sides, so can Lane Johnson. So if, like, say, Diller gets hurt again, I wouldn't be surprised if he might see Malata move over to left tackle. Uh, Lane Johnson was a little bit more comfortable on the right side. Uh, and then Jake Elliott, of course, rated uh, below average. I wouldn't be surprised if they look for a new kicker. Uh, he's getting a little long in the tooth, but... I mean, Mason Crosby for the Packers had a couple of really bad seasons, but they still stuck with him. Mm. I got to look here. I think the Eagles did get their... I can't remember if the Eagles did get their new uh, defensive coordinator or not. Oh. 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 Can't find it. Oh no, it was the Rams. Rams got their new offensive coordinator. Uh, moved up Kevin O'Connell to offensive coordinator. A lot of movement there. I'm not. I'm not fucking around with that. Uh, so yeah, Eagles still without a defensive coordinator. That's fine. We'll get it figured out. Uh, four three defense. We're going to start on the weak side. Derek Barnett. Uh, defense isn't too bad. Uh, secondary kind of started to falter towards the end of the year. Uh, Derek Barnett at the weak side. Uh, defensive end spot. Matt Leo, uh, future reserve. That's his backup. Primary, not, he's not going to be the primary backup. You know, uh, on the other side, there's a couple of backups that cover both sides. But Javon Hargrave at D-tackle, backed up by Malik Jackson. Uh, T.Y. McGill is going to hit free agency. He's gone. There you go. There's some salary saving. Uh, Fletcher Cox uh, still getting the job done at D-tackle. Uh, Raquan Williams, woof, terrible year, terrible year. And Hassan Ridgeway is also hitting free agency. Uh, if they can get the salary, I'd probably say Ridgeway could probably fill in right here with Hargrave. If they wanted to, Brandon Graham as the defensive end. On the strong side, rated really well. He's in the low end of the blues. Uh, Josh, Josh Sweat and Vinny Curry, they can play uh, the other DN spot. So uh, definitely before Matt Leo ever see the goddamn field. Oh, linebackers weak side. You got Duke Riley. He's hitting free agency. They'd probably be better served to have him back because Davion Taylor behind him played like absolute horse shit. And uh, Rashad Smith rated below average. Middle linebacker, TJ Edwards, very good. Sean Bradley is back up, decent. And uh, Joe Baki, Joe Baki, I can't believe he's still in the fucking league, too. He rated terrible just as well. Uh, Nathan Gary, the strong side linebacker. Ooh, 
hitting free agency. So your two outside linebackers are basically uh, hitting free agency. That is not good uh, because when we get to the cap number, it's going to be terrible. Uh, backed up, uh, Gennard Avery, Alex Singleton, those two might have to step up for those two spots, to be completely honest with you, uh, if Bradley can't play one of the two spots. And Joe Osman, future reserve linebacker. Free safety and Rodney McLeod, rated very well. Backup, Kayvon Wallace, slightly below average. Uh, Jalen Mills, is, the strong safety, is going to hit free agency. I think they let him walk. Uh, maybe give Marcus Epps a try at the starter spot, or they'll hit that up in um, <clears throat> the draft. Rudy Ford, also back up. Uh, strong safety is hitting free agency. Uh, he might be worth keeping around, to be completely honest, even though he's slightly below average. Uh, corners, you got Darius Slay on the one side, uh, rated slightly above average. Um Started out the year pretty good, and then he just really kind of faltered for a while. The team started beating him with the elite wide receivers. Uh, we started calling that. Uh, the first week we saw him start getting burnt, we said, okay, might be time to start attacking him. Uh, Graylin Arnold, Elijah Riley, primary backups, uh, both below average. Kevon Seymour and Blake Countess are the future reserves on that side. Uh, Vontae Maddox, imagine that, rated in the red. Anytime you get Avante Maddox on, <laughs> anytime Avante Maddox is on the field, you got to attack him. I wouldn't be surprised if they just straight up cut him, but I doubt it. Um, backed up by Craig James and Michael Jaquette. Um, James is okay. He's not great. His rating is way too high. Uh, my opinion for how little limited he was playing, actually playing. Uh, Jamison Houston and Lavert Hill, the future reserves on that side. In the slot, you got Nickel Roby Coleman and Cravion LeBlanc, both hitting free agency. Uh, Roby Coleman's probably going to be too expensive, so I would see that getting filled uh, via the draft. To be completely honest. All right, so six offensive free agents, nine defensive free agents for a total of 15. They are $37.5 million above the cap. They need to cut salary. Very much so. Now, all the players that are listed as free agents should actually... What was the fuck was that sound for? Uh, all the all the players that are listed as free agents, their salary should actually be off the books, um, as far as counted towards the cap. Um, if Spotrac did it correctly, and generally that's how they do it, so um, <laughs> they're gonna need to do something. They're gonna need to work, rework some fucking contracts, or they could be screwed uh, for the next couple of years. So uh, definitely a rebuild. Uh, for at least the next two years. Uh, would not be surprised if they start selling off some of these pieces as well with, like, say, Fletcher Cox, maybe Brandon Graham. Uh, try to get some more draft picks, stuff like that. So not saying that those two in particular, but uh, they would definitely be candidates. You're going to keep your offensive line guys. Zach Ertz's contract will fall off too. So uh, once they get rid of him, either via trade or cut they i mean they're, they're gonna have to eat salary probably on some of that but we'll see what happens in philly so but let's move on to our last team you guys know it you guys love them the washington douche canoes yes yes don't give a shit what anybody says on sirius xm they are not the fucking potatoes they are not the washington potatoes they are the mother fucking douche canoes and i'll tell you what those douche canoes actually did a pretty goddamn good job. I like I like Ron Rivera. He's a very good coach. Um, but let's get into here. You know, uh, there is no Dwayne Haskins. He got cut. So your starter going into the season, going into this offseason is one Alex Smith, the comeback player of the year, uh, backed up by Tyler or uh, pardon me, Taylor Heineke, uh, who actually got rated elite for basically that one uh, playoff game against 
uh, Tampa Bay, which is really fucking humorous. Um, but Heineke's probably going to, I'm going to be honest, this year he's probably going to see the field. Um, I don't know how long they're going to run with Alex Smith. we got to see if they're going to actually try and draft a quarterback here. Um, because none of the quarterbacks that are on the roster are going to be the guys that get it done long term. Neither Smith, neither Heineke, definitely not Kyle Allen. Uh, Steven Montez, the quarterback from Colorado, that is LaVisca Chenault's quarterback. Um, doubt he makes any real uh, any real noise this offseason. Although I'd like to see him get a shot, to be completely honest with you. I want to see him on the field. I want to see him fucking throw some of these guys. Uh, running backs, you got Antonio Gibson, had a very good year. Uh, injury riddled, this, that was one of my concerns. Um. We talk about this shit in the, you know, <laughs> in the draft process. I was worried about him getting hurt as a full-time running back, uh, and it did happen. Uh, what was it? Turf? To- I believe it was just turf toe, wasn't it? But, but still, I mean, he was dealing with some knees and ankle injuries that were kind of unreported. So, but his running mate, J.D. McKissick, I like J.D. McKissick. It was kind of neat. Um, but J.D. McKissick really doesn't have any value if Alex Smith isn't the quarterback. Uh, so be very careful during the draft season if this ends up being Heineke's uh, job or with the rookie, if they bring a rookie in. Be very careful with that. Peyton Barber, ugh, goal line goal line fucking vulture guy. Uh, I really wish they'd get him out of there. I do Still have some interest in Bryce Love. I really wish they would get him onto the field, see what they've got there. Uh, Lamar Miller ended up on Washington in the playoffs. He's a free agent, though, uh, so we were not going to worry about him. Uh, future reserve guys, Michael Warren, Jonathan Williams, who I believe this is the Jonathan Williams that was like the fourth-string guy in Indianapolis, and Javon Leak, who actually I kind of like Javon Leak, uh, but None of those guys are really going to get shot. It's pretty much Gibson it's, and uh, J.D. McKissick at this point. I'm not really worried about Barber uh, or Bryce Love, unfortunately. So you're doing best balls. Don't worry about Bryce Love, okay? It's Gibson or McKissick. Oh, tight ends. Logan Thomas had a very good year. Uh, I see that continuing. There's something about Logan Thomas. He looked really fucking good when he was out there. So, him and the Scott Turner offense, man, um, could really, he could be that Greg Olson type player. I mean, he's bigger than fucking Olson. I think he's bigger than fucking Olson, too. But he looked really good. Does need to work a little bit on the hands, uh, but rated out pretty decent for, you know, pretty much his first full-time starting uh, starting year. Uh, Not bad, not bad at all. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkles hitting free agency. We might finally get the sprinkle to get the fuck out of there. Uh, Tamarek Hemingway, Marcus Bow, and uh, former rookie and Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss, uh, still available as backups. Uh, Tyrone Swoops will be, uh, I said free agent. That is not right. That is a future reserve. Tyrone Swoops. That's my bad. Mistakes are going to happen. I get them fixed. All righty. So, wide receivers. Got uh, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, backed up by Emmanuel Hall. And then you got future reserve guys in Trevor Davis, <laughs> former Packer Trevor Davis. Uh, Jeff Bidet, uh, uh XFL Jeff Bidet, and Tony Brown, uh, all future reserves. Opposite of him, you should see uh, probably a fight, you know, in two wide receiver sets between Calvin Harmon, uh, who got hurt again, um, and Cam Sims. Now they go three wide, you probably see Cam Sims fighting with Isaiah Wright uh, for that slot position in there. But Cam Sims should actually have the advantage in that fight. Antonio Gandy, Golden, uh, Stephen Sims Jr., and Robert Foster. Uh, former Buffalo Bill, Robert Foster, um, all backing up that uh, that wide receiver spot opposite of Terry McLaurin. And then you have Dylan Cantrell, uh, future reserve wide receiver. 
Moving on to the offensive line. Uh, not bad. Not a bad line. I would like to see them actually uh, build some depth in here, though. Um, but they should be able to take care of their one major free agent here, but we'll get there. Left to right, left tackle, Garon Christian, uh, backed up by Sadiq Charles, who could see a starting spot at some point. Um, I would probably say he'd be better suited at guard rather than tackle. Uh, back up David Sharp. It's going to hit free agency, and then you have David Steinmetz uh, as well. Left uh, guard, Wes Schweitzer. That's the most German fucking name I've ever seen. Uh, starting re- starting left guard, uh, rated above average. The, the whole line's above average, so it's great. Uh, back up Wes Martin, not bad. Uh, Chase Rollier, I believe it's Rollier. Roulet. It's Chase Roulet. Um, it's French. It's for my French listeners. Chase Roulet. Um, a very decently rated, uh, you know, well above average, uh, kind of below the, right below the blue tier. Uh, backed up by Keith Ishmael. <laughs> Did I say Ishmael? It's Keith Ishmael. 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 Good Lord. Brandon Sheriff is going to be the lone uh, free agent uh, along the star- as far as the starters are concerned at right guard. Um, he rated just below elite. They'd be wise to actually sign, re-sign him if they can, uh, but he is getting a bit older, so they might let him go. Uh, that I've actually heard as well. Uh, Morgan Moses at right tackle. Very good. Uh, Cornelius Lucas's backup can play both sides as well. Uh, Rick Leonard, future reserve tackle, the only future reserve offensive lineman on the team. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, average uh, for a place kicker. Uh, they'll keep them going. Uh, they don't. They're not going to get rid of their kicker. Four three defense. This kind of switches in and out uh, based on the personnel that they kind of use um, with the Jack Del Rio defense. Uh, but, uh, we'll start, uh, left to right, uh, Chase Young, of course, uh, rookie defensive rookie of the year, uh, rated slightly, uh, below elite. Uh, so he's really good there. Ryan Kerrigan is hitting the free agent market. I believe they're going to let him go. Uh, Caleb Brantley is going to be back, uh, COVID opt out guy. And then you have Jalen Jel- uh, Jelks, who is a future reserve. I kind of like Jelks. Uh, he needed an offseason, though, to, to actually get a chance to actually make the active roster, though. Uh, Jonathan Allen at D-Tackle, backed up by Tim Settle. Very good uh, spot right there. Uh, Daniel Wise, future reserve D-Tackle. Uh, Deron Payne at the other D-Tackle spot. Rated just below Jonathan, uh, what Jonathan Allen was. Uh, Matt Ioannidis. Good Lord. Matt Ioannidis is the backup there. Uh, Devereaux Lawrence is also a future reserve D-tackle. Montez Sweat, who had a very decent year uh, in the blue ratings this year. Uh, Ryan Anderson hitting free agency. They can go ahead and let him go. Uh, uh, James Smith-Williams. Should end up being the primary backup for Sweat. Uh, and then David Botta, uh, future reserve D end. At linebackers on the weak side, you got John Bostic. I think Bostic actually played a lot better than what his rating is. He's slightly rated slightly below average. Uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis, uh, his backup, uh, is a free agent. Uh, there's a couple of guys that they might want to think about re signing here. Pierre Lewis would be one of them. Uh, Kalecki Hudson and Jordan Kanuski are their backups there. Ruben Foster, who actually got hurt before the season, uh, should be their primary you know, starter at middle linebacker, but he's hitting free agency. They might let him go because he's been injured a couple of times the last two years. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they re-signed Michael Kendricks, uh, rated slightly below average. His, I don't think he played all that well. Um, but it was kind of a weak spot. Uh, Jared Norris, another backup, uh, middle linebackers. Like they're all, they're all fucking free agents. Now, 
if they do believe that the COVID opt-out, Josh Harvey Clemens can play uh, starter at middle linebacker, that might be a key to letting them all go and just kind of build up through the draft there. Uh, Justin Phillips, future reserve inside linebacker. Cole Holcomb at strong side linebacker, backed up by Thomas Davis, who's hitting free agency. They're going to let him go. He's slightly below average. And Casey Tuhill at your free safety spot. Um, they did they did list Jeremy Reeves as the actual starter, but I'm actually putting in Cameron Curl. Um, now you can kind of switch that, you know, in and out because I think you can actually put Curl at um, slot. You know, the other uh, defensive back, uh, when they go into, like, say, diamond quarters, Curl's probably a better cover guy uh, than Reeves, in my opinion. Uh, Definitely has a nose for the football. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Strong safety, Landon Collins. Solid, not great. Um, Backed up by Troy Apke. Apke had kind of a down year. I would like to see him kind of bounce back a little bit. Corners. Got Kendall Fuller on the one side. All the... uh, all the corners uh, that I'm going to read off outside of Jimmy Moreland all got rated uh, slightly above average. Jimmy Moreland was the average guy, the average guy in a slightly average secondary. So you got Kendall Fuller on the one side, his backup, and Fabian Monroe is hitting free agency. Uh, Monroe actually didn't play too bad. I kind of like him. But DeShazer Everett and Luke Cole are the other backups with Tory McTire as a future reserve. Corner on that side. Ronald Darby is opposite of Kennel Fuller, uh, backed up by Danny Johnson. And then we have two more future reserve guys in Demarcus Acey and Jordan Brown. At slot, now unless they do something, you know, goofy here, like I said, I can see Cameron Curl going into that slot with Jeremy Reeves playing at the free safety position. So we'll see what happens here. But Jimmy Moreland, average, uh, backed up by Greg Stroman, who was slightly above average, just like everybody else. Uh, Punter Tress Way, uh, they'll be fine there. So six offensive uh, free agents, nine defensive free agents for a total of 15. They are slightly below $42 million in available cap space, so they will make a push. There is talk of them quite possibly pushing for uh, Deshaun Watson. I don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. But, but, weird things have happened. We'll stay on top of it. We'll try and get it all figured out. But, until then, you know, tomorrow, got the AFC East. We're going to keep plodding along, motherfuckers. We're going to keep plodding along until we hit some of the free agent stuff. So I'll talk to you guys later. Take it easy. I'm going to fucking bed. I am tired. Peace. Peace.